This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. We are going to talk about how we can identify burnout. What do you do to boost your productivity when you are feeling that sense of overwhelm? We don't want to run you ragged. I don't want to run myself ragged. So how do we boost our productivity when we're feeling like this? I have six tips to share with you for stopping burnout in its tracks and refocusing your energy so you can use that on the right thing and not actually expend energy space in your brain to things that are not going to move the needle forward or not going to energize you and in the work you're doing. Okay. So I know Right now, I've heard it a lot. We have so many members that are feeling at least some kind of burnout. It might be creeping up on you. Um, Maybe you just got out of a rough burnout period and you're sort of moving forward, but you're feeling a little bit like, okay, where do you generate that energy? Because we create energy like a power plant, right? So you can use some of these strategies I'm going to share with you to generate your own energy, to create, you know, you don't kind of wait until you have energy, you you make it, you have to create it. So we are going to talk about how you do that if you're feeling really overwhelmed and, um, you know, whatever that feeling is, you know, burnout, overwhelm, exhaustion, even that feeling of confusion, like what am I supposed to be focusing on? It's really important to unplug, take control, get some perspective and take that burnout and just put it in the backseat again. And we know the reason this is so important is that when you are in that phase, you are not an effective agency owner. You're not effective as a leader to your team. It's harder to execute those high impact projects or to deliver the results that your clients are looking for. Um, Or even what's so important to me is just finding joy in the work you're doing every day. That to me is the most important thing is just finding that joy and satisfaction and appreciation for the career path that you've chosen and that you're likely building your own business and working for yourself. So a lack of motivation that comes with burnout will end up throwing a major wrench into the growth trajectory of your business. And we don't want that to happen. I want you to feel energized because you are creating the energy you need to run your business. Um, I want you to be motivated to love the work you're doing and to identify and nip this in the bud before it becomes a big problem. So the six of my best strategies for kind of fending off that entrepreneurial burnout and recharging yourself. We're going to dive into these. The first thing is focus on deep work instead of little short tasks. So I know that, and look, I've got my list, uh, knocking out a ton of little small tasks throughout the day, it might feel productive, 
but it's just burning you out and depleting your energy for the more important projects, the bigger, more important use of your bandwidth. You know, things like responding to emails right when you get them, you know, pausing the deep work that you're doing for little short client calls, or even um, changing your music, something that you're like really in the groove. Those things can all break your focus and make it harder to concentrate on getting back to work, getting into that zone in the flow state. Um, you're responding to an email that comes in because, you know, a client needs you right away or your team member slacks you and you get that little alert and you kind of shift your focus and then you have to get back to it. That's called context uh, switching. And every time you shift or switch to a new task, your brain has to recalibrate, has to wrap itself around the new task at hand, settle into a new type of um, mode. Like what is it need? What do you need from your brain to be effective for this next thing? And you're trying to get into a different flow and it really wastes that valuable energy. It'll increase your distraction and your procrastination levels. It's like you're just constantly moving from one thing to the next without actually getting into that deep work, that flow state, which is where you do your best work, which is where you have your biggest impact. And I love this deep work concept because when we are reactive, when we are constantly checking email because we think, well, we're a service-based business, clients need something, I have to get back to them right away, or they're going to think I'm not responsive and I want to be the most responsive that I could possibly be, you're never getting into that deep work. And context shifting is a really... um, wasteful use of your valuable energy. It'll increase your distractions and it'll elevate those procrastination levels. So instead of putting a ton of small tasks on your to-do list, focus on deep work that's going to require uninterrupted time. And if you feel the most energized in the morning, which is where I have my best creativity after I've walked the dog and I've had little coffee, figure out where your energy is at its peak. And do not spend that best focused version of yourself on email. Email is like just a low um, output, low yield effort. And it's not going to move the needle, right? It's not business development unless you're actually crafting outreach um, when I say email, I mean like you're replying to people that are just asking you questions or triaging email that comes in. So you need to block out that time to focus on high impact projects that will actually move the needle. You know, um, business development, following up on open leads, um, creating strategies, finishing proposals and sending them off to the client, things like that that will really benefit from that focused attention you have. And you want to eliminate interruptions as much as possible and put your deep work time into your calendar. Um, One of my mentors, Amy Porterfield, calls it tiger time. It's when she is super focused and it's in her calendar so her team can see that she's not available. There's no team meetings. There's no client meetings. There's no interrupting during that time. So that's what's so great about Apple is like up in the top right, There is a little drop-down menu also on your phone, and you can set focus, and you can customize those alerts. So 
like my kid's school can get to me during that time. If there's some sort of emergency, my husband can get to me during that time. If there's something he needs to talk to me about. So I've set those parameters so that I can block out everything and not get any alerts for either an hour or whatever. Number two, let your flexible schedule actually be flexible. This is what one of, I feel one of the biggest benefits of being an agency owner, being self-employed, running your own show, is the ability to make your own schedule and set your days up in a way that will work for you. But you need to fully step away from your computer to get those benefits. So if you can't fend off burnout or recover from exhaustion um, because you're constantly tied to your desk, tied to your phone, mentally checked in to other things, even when you're physically elsewhere, right? Um, It's that feeling of, okay, yes, I'm going through the motions. I'm going to go for a walk, but I'm actually checking email or I'm on a call. That's not really stepping away and giving yourself an opportunity to fend off the burnout, recover from exhaustion. If that thought of spontaneously stepping out for even a few minutes causes you anxiety, I've been there no longer, but I would say you're probably on the path to burnout. You know, it's that feeling of like, I can't not be here because I have to constantly be checked in. I want you to really take advantage of the flexibility that comes with being your own boss and being your own business owner. Um, If you have to step out unexpectedly, let yourself do it without any guilt. You know, it's like, yeah, it'll all be there for me when I come back. No problem. Um, I'll handle it. There's not going to be an emergency. Clients are not going to need me and be like, why aren't you at your desk? There's no reason to be chained to your desk. And also, I think um, clients, companies are all realizing that people can be incredibly effective at what they do wherever they are. You have an internet connection. You can work from wherever. And I've been working from home for 18 years, but most people have enjoyed working from home at some level in the last three years, and you can be very effective no matter where you are. So you shouldn't feel guilty for stepping away. And you can also, and I hope that you schedule time off into your calendar so that you can make that mindset shift a little easier. So maybe you plan for a weekly lunch date with a friend um, or with your partner, with your your mom or your you know loved one, and you choose your favorite spot downtown, even if it's not super close to where you're working. You know, where you can say, like, I've really wanted to go there and I can, I can take that time and go zip out and stay connected to the people that matter most to me and try a restaurant I've been dying to try, even if it's not just right down the street so you can pop right back in. Um, Maybe you have to kind of be part of a carpool or school pickup that'll get you out of the house for an afternoon or two each week. Um, Do that guilt-free. I am now the one primarily picking up my kids from school. I'm using that time to say, oh, I get to listen to a book, an audio book, or my favorite podcast. On my way, I will listen to something that enriches my life or energizes me or 
I learned something and use that time to say like, I'm not going to just be on my phone having a call with my team or my client. I never do that. Actually. I try to never schedule calls when I'm in transit with my kids. Um, only like in the rare, you know, instance. So schedule that time, really reap the benefits of being your own boss, because that's why we do this. And that, like I've mentioned a million times, my definition of success since I was an attorney and now having my own business is really being in control of my time, having flexibility and freedom to do what I want and be wherever I want without having to be accountable to anyone, working with clients that I love and truly believe in and not having to work with clients that kind of suck and drain you, you can choose. And so I want that for you to be flexible and actually allow yourself to guilt-free take advantage of being your own boss and the freedom that allows you to have. Um, Number three, I hope that you set aside time to rest. And I have been guilty of this too, where sometimes resting feels like laziness. Um, Where if you take a minute to just lay down, unwind, resting is not laziness, even if it is in the middle of a work week, in the middle of a work day. Um, if you're feeling like you need to take a little break, then you need to rest. And this is how you can also effectively fend off this entrepreneur burnout that we feel. Weekends and nights are made for resting, recharging, uh, but maybe you take a longer lunch break or you do a mid-morning pause after you finish a big project. Um, for me, that's taking my dog for a walk, um, That's really vital to beating burnout. Um, I think that's going to really help you fend off burnout um, by sticking with that and and really focusing on what your body needs and paying attention to that. You know, you've got to take those moments to kind of uh, recharge and also nights and weekends. And don't forget vacations. When you're out of the office, make sure you're really out of the office. Keep your laptop closed. And snooze all but the most important urgent notifications. Uh, Make sure your clients know that you're going away and what the plan is so that they feel supported. They're not going to be like, you don't get to take a vacation because you're on retainer. They'll go, cool. Okay, I'll see you when you get back and we'll talk to so-and-so in your place. Or you've planned, even if you're a one-woman show, you have planned for being out. Everything's been handled before and you'll pick back up when you come back no problem. And you don't have to worry about that. Clients are people too. They get it. People need vacation. So don't fret because you feel like they're paying a retainer and they're going to say, give me my money back for a week because you're out of town. Never happened. Never happened to me in 18 years. Um, You want to be intentional with your weekly rest time. And that means you are not sitting there laying in bed, scrolling social media, looking at TikTok, um, you know, shopping online with apps, tapping things on your phone. That is not the mental break that your brain actually needs. You want to go for those really energizing, but still calming. It's like creating the right energy, not overstimulation because of social media, like putting a bunch of stuff in your face. You know, it's like 
it just shows me all the things that other people are doing. And I feel like, oh my God, I'm not doing enough. We're all doing enough. Okay. Um, so go for those energizing, but still calming, like refreshing your energy. Those activities like walking around your neighborhood, walking with your dog, maybe doing 10, 15 minutes of yoga, you know, a couple yoga flows, sun salutations, stretches, um, maybe explore the local park. Or if you love animals, like go to the zoo. I love the zoo. Our LA zoo is really cute. My favorite is the Santa Barbara Zoo. It is the cutest zoo in the whole world. You can also bring a friend or a family member, your pet, (laughs) not to the zoo, but on a walk around the neighborhood. Um, This will also get your brain out of work mode because you're having a conversation and you can talk about trips or what shows you're watching or things that are, you know, funny or um, you know, kind of like what you're looking to do with your house. Are you renovating? Are you organizing? Like these are things I love to talk about, of course, but it's that feeling of not physically being elsewhere, but still talking and thinking about work. That's not the kind of reset I'm talking about. If you'd prefer to rest at home, sit with a good book. Um, maybe you're cooking a simple meal, something really nutritious and energizing, or you're having just a relaxing self-care pamper day. Um, Me, I'll take like a long shower at night and, um, you know, just feel relaxed kind of having that space to myself. Um, Maybe you are watching a movie with the family and you make it a tradition. You do Friday movie nights. We, We do that. We pop popcorn. The kids love it. So, uh, set aside that that time to rest and mentally be where your body actually is. Really, actually rest. Number four, prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. Um, when you are staring down a mile long to do list, that's when entrepreneurial burnout can hit really hard because everything is looking. I mean, all of these things on my list have align and they all look like they're equally important. And it looks like I have a jam-packed day and it's really hard to prioritize those tasks that are like must do. Um, at the top of my list, I do say top priorities, but I have my appointments. I have a wish list of things that I hope to get done, but the top priorities are like must get done today. You want to look at a list with prioritizing the tasks that will be the most important and help prevent overwhelm and help you tackle the day strategically, calmly, where you're not frazzled, like, oh my God, I've got to get to this and I don't have time now, or this knocked me off track and I spent too much time on this other stuff that's not really important and now I don't have time to get to the most important things. So The other thing that we like to recommend is creating a list of things that you choose. It's a not-do list, not a to-do, but a not-do list in your agency. And if one of those tasks is currently in your workload, try to delegate it to someone else on your team. Try to hire somebody who loves that thing. I don't like anything related to a spreadsheet. I don't want to do reporting. I don't want to deal with that. At the end of the month, I was doing it and it would like really just feel like I was, it was drudgery for me. So when I hired my team, 
I made sure that they knew and they were ready to handle the actual development of the reports and summarizing the monthly reports. So all I had to do was like mini zhuzh it up a little bit, pop some extra things in there that made it like really impactful and then send it off on behalf of the team. Um, And so that's on my to not do list is reports. High impact tasks that require a lot of mental energy should be done first. If that's when you feel you have the most energy focus and creativity, some people don't feel ready to go until maybe after lunch or after mid morning, you know, around mid morning when they've had coffee and they've kind of like walked the dog or done the things that sort of have to be done early. So wherever you have that energy, that's when you should build it into your calendar. Having a clear vision for your agency. Have you even really thought about that? Like the vision of the company you want to have. I've been doing this 18 years and I still take the time to think about how I want to move my business forward, the kinds of clients I want to work with, the kinds of services that I really love, that I think we're really good at, and that we can leverage case studies to bring in more of that work. And the kind of work I've done that I'm like, you know what, this just isn't like social media. We have basically dropped social media execution because it's really time consuming, really expensive, very hard to find a team that is great at executing and low margin for me. Vision and values spoken like a true agency accelerator member. That is pillar one strategy. And we do focus on vision and values. And I even have a vision code that we work through together. That is all about, it's a formula that I give you and we walk through it and we create that vision code. So you are speaking in the present as if this vision for your business and your life is already happened and it's crazy, but then it starts to fall into place manifesting. It's really important to have a vision for your agency and for yourself as the role of leader in your business. That's going to make prioritizing a lot easier. So everything you're doing, everything you're working on, when you have that opportunity to focus, it should push you toward your goal and move the needle forward for your agency. And this is really important. It's a major part, this honing in on your agency vision. It's a huge part of my Elevate group coaching program. Your values and your vision, they're filters for your to-do list. They're filters for the actions you take, the decisions you make in your business. And anything that doesn't align with those they should get shifted to another team member or removed entirely. If this thing someone offers you doesn't move you closer or move you in the direction of your vision or doesn't align with your values, it's it's a hell no, right? It's very easy to say, "Mm -hmm, no. Whereas like before, maybe you're operating with a little bit of guilt. Like, oh, if I say no, I'm going to seem ungrateful or like I'm a jerk. No, if it's not a good use of your time that moves you in the right direction, it's easy. It's an easy no. And that's why it's really important because it's like becomes that filter, that lens of like, do I do this? Do I focus on this? Do we go down this path or no? 
And that in and of itself is a huge uh, reliever of stress, overwhelm, burnout, because you're not saying yes to things that are basically just for other people and a waste of your time. Sorry. Um, Number five, cut down on communication. Um, I'm not saying to not talk to your team or your clients, but when you are actively trying to fend off burnout, it's important to take time away from your phone, your email, Slack, however you're communicating, and try to cut down on the notifications. Um, Those apps are constantly sending you notifications, right? Like you're getting your phone vibrates. Um, Your Slack, I turned that off. I turn off notifications on the phone. Maybe something pops up, but only essential things. Not every, um, you know, I have people that are getting a hundred notifications a day off CNN, Twitter, People Magazine, um, all the things that just keep popping up their team. Limit that access. Do not give apps and websites and companies access to your attention. That's what alerts are doing. You want to minimize alerts as much as possible. Every notification is pulling you and your attention away from what you're working on, and it'll snap your brain out of that focus mode. The more notifications you get, the harder it is to ignore them and to keep working. And when you finally do check your phone or your email, it's really easy to get distracted, to get sucked into it. Let time go by as you read your messages. The next thing you know, somebody sends you a link to something, you click it, and now you're like in a link-clicking rabbit hole just trying to... um, you know, get through those, those alerts that you have piled up on your phone. So I want you to combat this by strategically snoozing notifications, putting your phone on silent throughout the day. You just switch it off. My phone is always on silent. Um, my phone never makes any noise. It never, um, vibrates now either because I realized it was vibrating in the middle of the night. And I don't want it making any noise ever. So then I got nervous, like, oh my God, what if I lose it? You can ping your phone with find my phone on a computer, your watch, your family with all their shared devices, and it will make a noise even if it's on silent. So don't worry about that. Um, If you are waiting on an important call, obviously don't turn your devices off. Um, I will have it sitting right here and I can see if like my kid's doctor's calling because we're waiting for some information or waiting for something from the school. But closing out of your email, snoozing those notifications for an hour while you focus on a project, it will do wonders for your concentration. And you have to do that favor for yourself. You have to set aside that dedicated time each day So you're not doing it throughout the day, all day long, but going through your messages, responding to emails outside of that super focused time, because that should take, you know, a minute or two here, maybe 10 minutes there. Don't give that your most creative, most attentive time of day. You'll be able to focus on communication and strategy Instead of just kind of quickly getting through everything and just kind of, like I said, 
triage and you're just like firing off responses, um, you can put thought into your responses when you really have that dedicated time and you're not trying to just get through email and get back to the thing you really need to do and losing productivity and context shifting. Think of all of that, that time you're wasting going from one thing to the next. The last thing is making taking care of your mental and physical health part of your routine. Not an afterthought, not a nice to have, not something you do when it's absolutely necessary, but exercise, eating healthy, having mindfulness practices, you know, gratitude journal, deep breathing, uh, just resetting your energy. All of those practices will go a long way in fighting off burnout and making them a priority. It can be difficult when you're edging towards burnout. So you have to start making them part of your daily rituals, like a habit. Like we brush our teeth every day. That's a habit. You brush your teeth twice a day. Um, That is a habit. So how can you start to incorporate these other things like mindfulness or exercise or eating well, having healthy food in the house, how can you make them um, part of your everyday habits? You know, maybe you start the morning with a guided meditation. You could still be laying in bed, just sit up. And we listen to Peloton. They have a whole meditation side of their practice. You don't even have to have a bike or a tread or anything, you can sign up for the Peloton app. There's tons of free guided meditations on YouTube. You can get the Headspace app, the Calm app, and make it super easy and set a little alert and start your morning with a guided meditation, even before picking up your phone to check email. You know, don't let other people's priorities in your inbox set your priorities and your stress level for the day. Start your day focusing on mindfulness. Um, Maybe you're journaling. You know, you have a a journal, a gratitude journal next to the bed, and you will uh, kick off your day kind of sitting up in bed, grab your journal and your your pen, and that will help ground you for the day ahead. The best exercise for you is the one you will actually do. Okay. If you like spin class, but you don't find the time to go because you've got to get the shoes and the clothes and drive to the spin class and you have to pre-check in and get a bike and that's stressful. I don't know. Even if you like it and you're not doing it, that's not the best exercise for you. I have realized the best exercise for me is walking the dog. I live in a hilly neighborhood. I will do a brisk walk. And while I still have my exercise clothes on before I take my shower, I get on my little under the desk treadmill. I can watch content that I love that energizes me or catch up on some training while I'm walking on this little mini treadmill. I think it's called a walking pad. And so I will do that. And that is the thing that has actually allowed me to exercise. I also have a set of hand weights. I will do a five to 10 minute arm weight exercise on Peloton. I will do a plank for a minute and then I'm done. So just know 
that the best exercise is the one that you will actually do. So plan out when are you going to go on your long walk around the neighborhood? Are you going to take a fitness class? And if you do, get a friend to do it with you so that instead of saying like, oh, I don't feel like it, you are actually accountable to someone. You've committed to them. Like, I'm going to see you tomorrow at, um, you know, F45 or whatever class you're going to do together. Maybe you run around the park with your kids. That's exhausting when you have little kids and they're all over and they're scattered in two directions and you're moving around constantly. If you're at the park for an hour with your little kids, you will get in a lot of um, movement and it's great for having fresh air and being outside, very energizing. Also, commit to cooking nutritious meals a few nights a week so you're not eating out or ordering Postmates. Um, That's also a great way to decompress. You know, people find chopping very relaxing or cooking, stirring sauces. That could also mean um, spending time with your family, getting them involved in the process, but you're also decompressing and fueling your body. So instead of looking at it like a mundane activity, like I have to cook, look at it like a, a release, a creative thing you're doing with your hands. You're putting in love and effort and doing something pretty repetitive that also happens to be very calming. And the end result is you get to eat this delicious meal that you've created. You can also batch, you know, cook um, and do freezer meals or, you know, chop everything up on Sunday and have little containers ready to go. So it cuts down time during the week. But having a nutritious meal is another way to fight burnout because you know, at least you are energizing your body. You are feeding your body with good, energizing, nutrient-rich foods that are not from a restaurant that you have no idea what went into it, salt and butter and sugar and all the things that are going to make you feel really drained. Um, One of the biggest parts of entrepreneurial burnout is feeling defeated or hopeless at the office. That's a terrible feeling, feeling really defeated or feeling hopeless or aimless. And one of the ways I want you to help prevent these feelings, or if you see them taking over to sort of nip them in the the bud, is really celebrate every day what you've accomplished, the little stuff, just the little stuff, even like little basic stuff, um, what you've accomplished. I have set up in the notes app, you can create a note. It's actually really cool because it syncs up all your devices and you um, can add somebody to it. So I've created notes for me and a note for my husband on our accomplishments and we have them shared. And if he tells me something, I go in his little notes app because I don't want him to forget all the things that he's accomplishing because maybe he's in between deals and he's feeling really defeated because he's like, ah, I'm really like trying hard to get a deal right now. I'll add it to his notes app and he gets a little alert. Oh yeah. You know, and anytime he's like feeling a little bit defeated or um, aimless or hopeless, um, he can open that app and look and see everything he's accomplished already this year or, you know, and like when I add stuff to it, he goes, oh yeah, thank you. Like every time I think he forgets, but I'll do it for myself too. And he'll get a little, a little alert and then he'll, text me back and be like, that's awesome. You just grabbed a new client. Like, I love it. You know, good job. So keep celebrating those 
wins, big or small. It could be landing a new client or as small as even sending a complex email to a client. Like, you know, those emails where they ask a question and you're like, this is going to take some time and you really focus. And when we do those, we try to make a template out of it and put it in agency accelerator so that we don't have to wonder how would I answer this? What would this look like? But when you, and you can do the same in your business, if that comes up again and again, now you have a template, you can customize it for each client, but you've done the hard work. Um, like maybe it's explaining ROI and PR and they're like, how do I measure ROI? And you like have a way that you've responded to it. Celebrate that. That's hard. That takes a lot of bandwidth. And that's a mini accomplishment that is worth celebrating. So rather than pushing forward and only looking for those big wins and feeling like I'm not really getting anything done, celebrate those little accomplishments. If you're really struggling with those feelings, call on your community for support. Um, You can vent about your situation, which not only helps put things in perspective, but it'll show you that you're not alone. Venting about your situation also with a group that knows you really well, your friends, your family, your, your partner, they will remind you how talented you are, how capable you are, all the things you've accomplished. And we tend to focus and really magnify and shine a light on little problems or situations that arise and overlook all of the good things that have been part of the process up until now. You know, like you post something on social media and you get a hundred people that are like, this is awesome. I love it. Way to go. And you get one troll that's like, you're annoying. I don't like your face. It takes a thick skin to say like, I'm not going to let that person get to me. We tend to do that with little hiccups and problems. Like we'll fixate on it, right? So friends and family, our community will be there to remind you of just how awesome you are and all the things you've actually done and just venting. It's like therapy. It gets it off your chest. And also uh, when you're talking to people that are doing what you're doing, they will say, me too. I've done that too. Or that's happened to me too. And here's how I've dealt with it. Or no, you're not crazy. Or here's a way that I can help you see the finish line and move forward from this. So those are my six tips. I'm going to just say them one more time. Six powerful ways so that you can avoid burnout. Focus on deep work instead of those short tasks because you're just going to feel kind of aimless and not get a lot of really powerful things done. Um, Have a flexible schedule and actually let it be flexible. Dinner with a friend, brunch with a spouse, go for a hike. Really find those um, pockets of time to re-energize yourself by not feeling chained to your desk. Set aside time so you actually do rest and don't rest scrolling your phone. Um, Prioritize the things that will align with your vision and your values. We focus a lot on that in Agency Accelerator. It's a huge part of Elevate as well. And cut down on all the unnecessary communication. Um, shut off the notifications that'll just zap your attention and, and you know, you're like, squirrel, squirrel, you know, like short attention span. You don't need to be alerted to everything all day long. Do not allow apps and companies to have access to your attention span. And six, you have to take care of your mental and physical health. Take that seriously and make it part of your routine so it becomes habitual. 
and it becomes something that you are just doing consistently. So that's what I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so appreciate your time. And I know burnout is real and we all have felt it at times. And we are here to support you and give you the tools and strategy to help you combat these challenges when you feel them creeping up. So thanks again. Take good care and I'll see you soon. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to unlock your full potential and revamp your agency to support the life you want to live, you should consider joining my Elevate group coaching program. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So Elevate, it's an incredible program. It's the first of its kind created to help you redesign your approach to every aspect of your life. You don't have to choose between having a successful career and being present at home. You guys know that is a core value and my purpose of having this business to teach you how to have it all. And that is what Elevate will help you do. During our coaching sessions, we'll go step-by-step to build an action plan based on your bold, unique vision for your agency and your life goals. And at the end of our 12 weeks together, you'll gain a new sense of clarity, courage, and purpose in your life and your business. And you'll completely transform how you show up for your clients, your team, your family, and most importantly, yourself. So check out the link in this episode's description to join the waitlist and get notified of our next session. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another awesome, actionable episode packed with the insights that you need to become a pitching powerhouse.